in the manufacturing world where a lot of automation takes place, there are four different types of automation. And I think it can easily apply into the, 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 the business realm, the missional realm as well. The whole point of automation is minimizing human input. The more you understand about someone, the more you're able to interact with them on a personal level. Whatever the step is, the more personalized, the better the, um, the, the reaction and impact is going to have with the individual. Welcome to the Hive Podcast. We're taking your missional business to the next level. And today we're talking about automation. You might be using it already. You might have never heard of it before, or you know some things about it and you're not really sure how to use it for your business. Well, we're going to talk about this. Lyndon Sweeney is on the show and he'll give you a great overview of this topic. We'll dive into the details and find out how you can start using automation to A, become more professional, B, save time, and C, focus on what's really important. And I think that's really what we want to do as missional entrepreneurs. We want to use our time that God gives us, our resources that we have efficiently. And that's why automation is powerful, practical, and relevant for us today. So I look forward to this conversation. The first question that I asked Lyndon was, when did he first get in touch with automation? I think my, my first interaction uh, came with a solution or a service called If This Then That. Um, so it's actually got a website. It's it's the acronym. So IFTT. I think it's IFTT or IFTTT, whichever. Uh, but the whole concept is if this happened, then do that. And I found it fascinating, some of the different things that you could do with it. And um, at this point, I'd already started the business. Uh, but there was minimal, if any, automation involved. So one of the things I did was I set up, um, uh, I had a smart light. And so any time a client paid me, my light would flash green. And I thought, this is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, at the time, it was a hosting company. And the problem is people are paying monthly. So you'd just be sitting there and it's randomly flashing green. So I, I did change the settings to, to you know for a new client. But um, that was, I think, my first interaction uh, was, was with a platform called If This Then That. And it's still going, to be fair. So it's more of a personal solution rather than a business solution, but it's still there. Uh, I think it's usually free as well. So it's worth checking out. I, have, I think it's IFTT.com or IFTTT.com, one of the two. All right. All right. Cool, man. Um what, what can you automate these days? And when we're talking about automation here, we're talking about missional entrepreneurship. So that means we have some sort of a missional business. And uh, apparently, I mean, in times of the internet, you can automate stuff. Tell me, what can you automate? I, I think at this stage, it's, it's what can't you automate. <clears throat> Automation's come a long way in terms of how you can interact with it, what you can do with it, and, and so on. I think one of the best ways to look at it, there are... Um, in in the manufacturing world where a lot of automation takes place, there are four different types of automation. And I think it can easily apply into the, 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 the business realm, the missional realm as well. So the four different types, uh, fixed automation, programmable automation, flexible automation, and integrated automation. So the first one in terms of fixed automation, it's where 
nothing ever changes. It's the same thing, day in, day out, doesn't really change. A great example of that is a receipt. You know, you buy a product, you get a receipt straight away from services like Stripe and something like that. You didn't do anything, it didn't do anything, no detail change, just boom, here you go. The next one is to get a bit more different, it's what's called programmable automation. And this is where each uh, time it, the automation happens, there's a slight change. There's a slight change. A really good example of that that I can think of is where with like with a sales email or something like that. So let's say if someone's filled out an online form and they've typed in their name, their business name, and the city, they then receive an email back saying, hey, Lyndon, we've been working on a lot of different companies similar to Arc Digital Agency and uh, especially businesses around the area of Leicester. So it's taken the information and made a slight variation to the email, but it's essentially a sales email and many people wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two. So you've got like programmable automation where it's slight changes. Then you've got something a bit more integrated, would they call it flexible automation. Now this is where you get a set of instructions. So it's close to the if this, then that model. If this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do this. So an example of that would be for the, for the Hive event, we had um, entrepreneurs submitting their videos to, uh, to us to be able to present. Now, I needed to check those videos and make sure that they were okay. Um, there were strict criteria to be entered into the pitching com um, competition. And so what I did is I created an automation that allowed people to uh, apply to be part of the program. Once they receive the, an email to me, they would automatically receive an email back saying, I need you to give me this. When they sent this to me, I would check it. And if it's okay, I change one thing, then it'll send an email back saying, you now need to do this. And so it has an input from a human, but it's very flexible. It changes as and when, and it follows a set of instructions as and when I need it to do something. The last one is, is what's known as integrated automation, where a machine does the entire process. You imagine a lot of SaaS products. So uh, let's go Grammarly, for example, my favorite of all applications, one that has helped me out several times in terms of my grammar. When you sign up for Grammarly, you put in your card details. You then get an email saying, you know, or you get an email saying verify your account, automated. You then verify your account, you put in the card details, you get the receipt, automated. Then gives you access to Grammarly and goes to a tutorial video, automated. You then get access to use the Grammarly service, automated. The whole process doesn't need any human interaction in any way. It just does it all itself. And so this gives an example of the different types of automation to give you an idea about how vast and how far automation can go because it can do practically anything uh, and to save you time and effort. I want to go through an example with you because some of the listeners might think, okay, like that sounds really cool, but like, how do I practically do that for my business? How would I even, how would it even be necessary or profitable for my missional business to even consider automation, right? So let's go back to that example. Let's use the event that we had in 2020, the Hive Global Summit, and you were hosting, you were, um, you know, organizing the entire pitch competition. And, and, and so you did a lot of automation there. Uh, tell me, what did you do? What services did you use? And uh, yeah, what was the process like? 
Uh, it's a good question. And I would, I would say this is not for the faint-hearted because obviously this is uh, a solution that I created, A, because I didn't have much time, and B, because I know the system so well. So although I'm going to explain it, please don't get lost as I do so. So the pitch competition had, uh, the whole idea was you submit a pitch to be able to, to win the, the pitching event itself. But to do so, we needed several bits of information from you first. So the key thing is you need to upload your your business plan, your idea. There's also uploading a video to promote the um, your 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 business idea. So you had two minutes to to be able to create a video to promote that idea. Then, if you were successful, you needed to be invited to be able to answer questions from the presenters. So you've got those who are pitching the idea. Also, you got the, the 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 investors who are going to need to, ve- uh, to to go through the idea, ask questions, and so on. It had to organize the whole thing. So, <clears throat> I mainly use three different applications to manage the entire process. Three applications. So, I use a project management tool called ClickUp. The automation tool, the main one, is called Zapier, and the emails were sent out with um, Mailchimp. So first things first, individuals wanting to attend the pitch event. So the first thing when they said, hey, I want to be part of the pitch event, I had a form that they had to fill in online. They filled out the form and then um, once they received the the, the email, MailChimp then sent out an email saying, thank you, we received your application, we'll be in touch soon. That then went into ClickUp. I would then review their information and if something in there wasn't right, then I would change the status of the task within ClickUp. And you can change, you know, it's like, it's very difficult to explain because it's different statuses. You can choose like to do, not to do. It can be done, not completed. You can customize the statuses. So I change the status and like need more information. When I change the status in ClickUp, say need more information, through Zapier, it then tells MailChimp to send them an email saying, I need more information. They would then supply the information to me it then notifies me in ClickUp. I then check and say, that's fine. If it's fine, they then receive an email saying, all your details are great. We now need a video from you. Now, this is where things got more fun. Because of the fact that we needed these videos to make sure that the event was interesting, we had enough. I then set up follow-up emails. So the first email was like, we need a video from you. A week later, they would then get an email and that would say, you know, I hope everything's okay. I haven't seen a video from you yet. Remember, we're looking for this, this, and this. If you need any help, let me know. So it's not the same email. It's worded a bit differently. And then they were then are set to receive another email later down the line saying, hey, we certainly received your email. I really hope you're still interested. We're really eager to be able to to, to have your pitch event at this event. Here's my number. So tweaked again slightly. Let us know if there's anything I can do to help. And so all of these are, are, they've added to a list to receive all of these different emails. Automation top tip, automation top, top tip. If you're sending an email, never automate an email on the hour or half hour. Never let it end with a zero. End with a random number. One, two, three, four, five, uh, or anything, but never end with a zero. Because uh, otherwise people can work out that it's automated. There's an automation top tip for you there. Um, but yeah, so it's set up in this, this chain of emails. Now, if at any stage they email me with their, their video, their presentation video, it then goes into ClickUp and then ClickUp says stop or don't send them any more emails. 
So once it comes into me, it goes through Zapier to ClickUp. And then once it's in there, ClickUp automatically tells Zapier, don't send them any more automated emails. I then check out the video. If something is missing, at this point, I would contact them manually. So I'd call them, I'd do whatever. But at this point, I would do it manually just, you know, because they've got so far. And yeah, so then once everything's fine, I say, yes, that video is fine. It then sends them an email saying, great, your video's been uploaded. There's nothing more we need from you. And then uh, when it came now to the presenters, I got the presenters availability. I did do a cheeky bit of automation for the presenters and the investors as well. I can't lie. So when they submitted their availability, my email saying thank you was was automated. Uh, I think they'll forgive me now if, if they didn't know that before. Um, and then, yes, we had all the availability. I then would send a link out to those individuals to choose when they wanted to have their pitch and Q&A session with the investors. And if they didn't respond, once again, follow up email. Hey, you haven't responded. I really want to get you at the event. Uh, are you having trouble with the link? Let me know. Third email if they don't respond. Hey, you still haven't responded. Some of the spots are already gone. Look, here's my number. If you do get stuck, call me. I, I used Skype and purchased a, um, I think it was a German or US-based number that they could call us on. So we had a temporary number for the event, literally to get hold of individuals and so on for them to contact us. And so, yeah. But then once again, if they submitted their availability, ClickUp would then tell MailChimp through Zapier, don't send them any more emails. And so that was one of the setup. It's one of the more, for many of the listens, I'll say advanced. For some of the listens, I'm like, that's not advanced. But it was one of the, 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 the ones that I did to help with the running of the event to make sure that it gave me more time to do other elements for the, uh, for the program itself. Mm. And that ties in perfectly uh, with the last part of the podcast episode here that we want to talk about. And that's really the reason why we even talk about automation, the reason why it's so important for missional entrepreneurs also to consider and implement automation. And we'll be talking about that after the break. So stay with us. Do you know why Hive exists? Do you know that God gave us a calling to reach the cities with missional entrepreneurship? Ellen White called it the Beehive Method, and it's all about full-time mission work, including all talents. Check out our new blog and learn more about the Beehive model and many other topics. Just go to hiveinternational.org. We're back here on the Hive Podcast, and we want to talk about automation and how you can practically get started, and also why it's super important to actually use automation. Now, Lyndon, tell me, We've heard now a little bit about, you know, what automation can do as far as, you know, certain products, services, events go. Tell us, how can we get started? Like, how can we actually, you know, use automation for our business? The, the first thing you have to do is have a process within the business itself. Have a process or as many would call it a customer journey because some of the automation if not the majority is usually around geared around a customer or a client. So you need to have that process or that customer journey to understand all the different steps that are going to take place. Without that, you're essentially plucking at straws to know, is this effective or not? You know, is it going to work? So you need to understand what your customer journey is, what that looks like or whatever, whatever process it is. Cause it doesn't have to be a customer. It could be in, in a method of, internal procedures, whatever it is, an onboarding experience for a team member, whatever it is, 
have a process set up. Once you have that process set up, you can then look at it from a top view and say, right, what steps can I remove my need for interaction with it? The whole point of automation is minimizing human input. So what, where, how can I not be as involved as I need to be in this process? And this can work for whatever process you're looking at. We often use it, like I said, for saying for new clients and so on, but let's look for the onboarding process of a team member. Uh, we use um, some of the some of the stuff that we do in art, for example. So we will invite them for uh, to send us their information, CV, uh, different types of work, and so on. Uh, there's going to be a data waiver involved in there somewhere. There's going to be an interview process, potentially a second interview. There's going to be an NDA signing. There's going to be creating all their accounts that they need access to. All those different steps. So you look at how you're doing it currently. And where can you slot in and how can you change things to be able to make that process automated? So that's the first thing you should look at. Once you've done that and you've assessed that, it's then looking at the different tools available to you. The two most common tools to be able to do automation um, via the internet is one's called Zapier or Zapier, depending on how you pronounce it, Zapier, Zapier. The other one is Integromat. I would say Zapier is better for those who are literally just starting, never done automation before. Integromat is more for individuals who've done some coding, have some idea of programming and so on in the background, because you'd be able to create more, more powerful um, scripts or more power, powerful automations that way. But essentially choosing your two solutions. And once you've chosen those two solutions, go in, have a play, see what they do. I'll give an example of um, some of the automations that we do from a missionals perspective rather than from a church perspective. Let's say you're running a church campaign and you want people to attend your campaign. One of the things that you can set up using um, Zapier, but you can also do it within MailChimp is what's called a drip campaign. So when they sign up to your uh, campaign, they get an email saying, hey, thanks. Thanks for, for, for signing up. Um, you know, I really hope you're able to attend the events taking place at this such and such time and date and so on. Then a couple of days later, they get another email saying, you know, I want to introduce you to the speaker. The speaker is going to be this person and he's really great. Hey, ask him a question while you have him. It's going to be awesome. And then let's say the event starts on Friday. They get an email a couple of days later on a Friday saying, hey, a week to go. Are you excited? We are. Make sure you're being a friend. There's going to be refreshments. And so you're setting up these emails. Um, and they're going to be automatically sent out, but you've already written them. You've already you've already created them and so on. So it's, it's automatically going out. Um, and, and I would say, to be honest, replace your visitor's book with a drip campaign just like this. Like if I could if, if I could do one thing to improve automation, all churches, I would do that. You imagine after you've been to church or they, they visit and say, hey, how was your first time at the church? It was really good to have you. I really want to know what your experience was like. And then a couple of days later, you get an automated email from pastor. Hey, I'm sorry I couldn't speak to you personally, you know, after preaching and so on with the members, but it was really good to have you. I really want to understand how your experience was at the church. Then they get an email on Friday saying, um, hey, just to remind you, we've reserved you a seat for Saturday. We can't wait to see you there. We're really excited to have you there on Sabbath. You know, you can create all this stuff and it's automatically set up and so on. So... There are loads of different things that you can automate from the basic to the advanced. And 
I would encourage you to try it, play, see what happens. If you create some, get in contact with me, drop me an email, say, Lyndon, I've created this automation. I think it's absolutely awesome. I want you to check it out. Let us know. But um, whatever you can do to be able to minimize how much input you have to put in, the better. I think that really that you you mentioned some great examples, man. It's it really both for for just a church setting and also a business setting. I think that's that's really clear. And I mean, we can we can go on and on and talk about you know how it would be like, especially maybe for a restaurant owner, right? Like once someone comes into your restaurant, they drop the email, and then they get a they get an email the other day, you know, asking, "Hey, we really enjoyed you having having us here. You know, why don't you come tomorrow? We have a special lunch offer, whatever." Like, I think there are a lo- lot of. Uh, possibilities a lot of uh, situations and 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 opportunities where we can really use that uh and um really at at this point i wanted to ask you why should missional entrepreneurs automate stuff why would we do that when it comes to to automation it usually helps in three different ways saves you time saves you money and improves the, the the experience for the individual that's impacting it You imagine as an entre- as a, as a mission entrepreneur, even as a missionary, whatever you do, you have so many different hats that you're having to to manage, and so many different things that you're having to do. But the reason why you became a mission entrepreneur is because you have that one burning desire that that God has put in you that you need to do this, you need to share this, and this is massively important. And so all you want to do is focus on that one thing. But when you have so many other different things around you that you're having to do and having to focus on, it detracts from that mission that you were brought here to do. So when you set up automation, it saves you the time because you don't have to do those tasks anymore. But it also means you don't have to bring on somebody else or pay someone else to do so. And you can continue to use that financial blessing within the mission itself which means it allows you to keep on doing that important thing that matters to you, that, that important mission work that needs to be done. And so automation is massively important to be able to help you get to that stage and focus on that desire that God gave you in the first place. How can you make sure that automation doesn't come across fake? Or like, I don't care, like, you know, like, are oh, you just another customer? You're another ID, you're another number in my system, but you're not really, you're not really a person that I w- I'm really interested in. That's a danger that automation might ha- bring with it, right? How do you n- make sure that that doesn't happen? Two different ways. Be really, really rich or ask questions. The reason I say being really, really rich is when you have a lot of finance behind you you're able to track the individuals that are interacting with whatever you're doing and big businesses will build personas around the people that are visiting their content so they will create you know this individual that sometimes even give it names and they know the likelihood is if someone does this on this part of the website or does this with this part of whatever the likelihood is they're going to be this type of person creating something like that costs a whole lot of money so The first option is to be rich, but the second option is to ask questions. The more you understand about someone, the more you're able to interact with them on a personal level. I give an example. If you've never met someone in your life, the only way you greet them is saying, hello, how are you? But that person's German. So, but you didn't know that. 
So now if you know that person's German, it can be like, hello, you know, you know, you can, you can say something and interact with them in a way that is personal to them. And then it goes on further. You know someone a bit better, so you know they're into football. So I was like, I, I don't know much German when it comes to football, but um, you can talk to them and say, hey, how's it going? Did you see the match last night? And so it becomes less generic and more specific to that individual. The more information you can be able to, to gain from that customer, the more personalized the approach will become. So I gave the example before about CRM email, but, um, you know, let's say with the visitors, for example, visitors book. So that person filled out their email. They came to church on that particular Sabbath and it asked them, where are you based? And it's based in, you know, uh, there's an area in the Leicester called New Parks. They're based in New Parks. So when you send up that follow-up email, you can say, you know, hey, Lyndon, it was great to have you when you visited on last Sabbath. You know, not dates and times, but personalized last Sabbath, you know. Um, the pastor often visits around New Parks and it'd be great for him to visit you too. It sounds more specific. It sounds more genuine. There are other smaller things you can do, as I mentioned earlier. Never send emails out beginning with a time that is zero. Um, you can also remove all designs, everything, just black and white text. You know, things like that is, is a great um, methodology do so you have to legally include the unsubscribe information but even so it's less likely to be picked up if it's just a really black and white blank uh, message but the key thing is personalize it the more you understand about the individual and the more of that personalized information you include in that email and with all the other steps whether it be signing on for a product or onboarding using their first name uh Whatever the step is, the more personalized, the better the, um, the, the reaction and impact is going to have with the individual. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And I look forward to having you back on the show and you're teaching us some uh, German next time, man. <laughs> it's been a privilege. Oh, vielen Dank. Vielen Dank. <laughs> Missional entrepreneurship is life-changing, and it's worth sharing. That's why we want to hear your story. Tell us how God has worked in your life, how you've reached customers and shared the gospel with them. Send us your story and get featured here on the podcast. Just email us at hello at hiveinternational.org.